Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, for the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. Mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 25, page 369. Unto thee, O Lord, will I lift up my soul. My God, I have put my trust in thee. O let me not be confounded, neither let mine enemies triumph over me. For all they that hope in thee shall not be ashamed, but such as transgress without a cause shall be put to confusion. Show me thy ways, O Lord, and teach me thy paths. Lead me forth in thy truth, and learn me, for thou art the God of my salvation, and thee hath been my hope all the day long. Call to remembrance, O Lord, thy tender mercies, and thy loving kindnesses which have been ever of old. O remember not the sins and offenses of my youth, but according to thy mercy think thou upon me, O Lord, for thy goodness. Gracious and righteous is the Lord, therefore will he teach sinners in the way. Them that are meek shall he guide in judgment, and such as are gentle, them shall he learn his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth, unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For thy name's sake, O Lord, be merciful unto my sin, for it is great. What man is he that feareth the Lord, 
Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the land. The secret of the Lord is among them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Mine eyes are ever looking unto the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn thee unto me, and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and in misery. The sorrows of my heart are enlarged. O bring thou me out of my troubles. Look upon my adversity and misery, and forgive me all my sin. Consider mine enemies how many there are, and they bear a tyrannous hate against me. O keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be confounded, for I have put my trust in thee. Let perfectness and righteous dealing wait upon me, for my hope hath been in thee. Deliver Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eleventh chapter of the book of Hosea. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. As they called them, so they went from them. They sacrificed to the Baals and burned incense to carved images. I taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by their arms, but they did not know that I healed them. I drew them with gentle cords, with bands of love, and I was to them as those who take the yoke from their neck. I stooped and fed them. I knew you in the wilderness, in the land of great drought, when they had pasture, they were filled. They were filled, and their heart was exalted. Therefore, they forgot me. So I will be to them like a lion, like a leopard by the road I will lurk. I will meet them like a bear deprived of her cubs. I will tear open their rib cage, and there I will devour them like a lion. The wild beast shall tear them. O Israel, you are destroyed but your help is from me. I will be your king. Where is any other that he may save you in all your cities? And your judges to whom you said, give me a king and princes. I gave you a king in my anger and took him away in my wrath. The iniquity of Ephraim is bound up. His sin is stored up. The sorrows of a woman in childbirth shall come upon him. He is an unwise son, for he should not stay long where children are born. I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be your plagues. O grave, I will be your destruction. Pity is hidden from my eyes. Though he is fruitful among his brethren, an east wind shall come. The wind of the Lord shall come up from the wilderness. Then his spring shall become dry, and his fountain shall be dried up. He shall plunder the treasury of every desirable prize. Samaria is held guilty, for she has rebelled against her God. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, 
and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eleventh verse of the sixth chapter of the Epistle to the Galatians. See with what large letters I have written to you with my own hand. As many as desire to make a good showing in the flesh, these would compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For not even those who are circumcised keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcisions avail anything, but a new creation. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace and mercy be upon them, and upon the Israel of God. From now on, let no one trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of the, our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. With thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. 
O Lord, who has taught us that all our doings without charity are nothing worth, send thy Holy Ghost and pour into our hearts that most excellent gift of charity, the very bond of peace and of all virtues, without which whosoever liveth is counted dead before thee. Grant this for thine only Son, Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Um, a few thoughts here about our lessons tonight. So in Hosea chapter 11, we read this quite beautiful expression of the Lord's heart for his people, for Israel. So he is described here as a loving father who called his son out of Egypt, taught him how to walk, took him into his arms, uh, led him with kindness and love, bent down to feed him. But this son then, as we know the story goes, took advantage of his father. He rebelled against his father. And so we see and feel a little bit of this um, sort of angst, you might say, from uh, or on behalf of God which is part of the larger context of Hosea with this image of this marriage between Hosea and Gomer. And that is in the face of faithlessness, what is God going to do with his people? And God ultimately, because of his love, is not going to break this intimate bond. He's not going to break this covenant bond that he has with them. And it's interesting in passages like these, it, it speaks to a, a peculiar principle that we often see, I think, in accusation of, uh, against Israel in the Old Testament, and that is that the blessings that God gives us become the very means through which we are led astray. So um, chapter 13, verse 6 says, they became full, they were filled, their heart was lifted up, and therefore they forgot me. We still have this tendency too, I think it's innate to our humanity. Um, and it happens to us too, I think primarily in the same way, is through things like our affluence, our wealth, our possessions. We forget ultimately God in the midst of all of that. We forget that everything that we have received, we have received as a gift of grace from God. And thus we think then that we can We think that we can get by then without God because we now have this newly founded sense of hope, this newly founded sense of security and confidence ultimately in our, in our affluence, in our wealth, in our possessions. One of the chief Lenten disciplines that the church asks us to take on is um, almsgiving. And this is particularly helpful in this regard. And it's something I encourage you to think about as you consider your Lenten disciplines for this year. So then in our second lesson, lesson from Galatians, so Paul is concluding his epistle here to the Galatians, and he reiterates the heart of his message um, 
He does so with emphasis as he writes with large letters, as he puts. And that is that the underlying motives of the Judaizers, that's what he's been getting at, is their underlying motives. They have been seeking to distort the gospel. And Paul names two things here. So the first is, um, with reference to why they're ultimately doing what they're doing, the first is out of fear. It's ultimately fear of social acceptance. Um, they're afraid that they won't be accepted by those around them, by their families, and therefore they will be persecuted for speaking truth. That's the first reason why they are not following the truth of the gospel is out of fear. And then secondly, um, he says that they do so in order to make a good showing. They could do so in order to make a good external show, i.e. in the flesh. Paul says that their obedience is uh, selective at best, and that they are doing what they're doing for with ulterior motives, ultimately the motive of pride. And this pride is what leads to any sense of being able to boast, any sense of um, your own sense of worth. And this pride then demonstrates the truth of the matter, because our only boasting, according to Paul, our only place of value is in the cross of Jesus. This is the central defining marker of discipleship. So the fact that they are boasting in this demonstrates then their lack of true discipleship to Jesus. Because according to Paul, nothing else matters. Circumcision doesn't matter. Uncircumcision doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is, as Paul puts it beautifully, a new creation. That is, is that you would be made into something new, that you would be transformed um, who you are in your heart would be transformed into the image and likeness of Christ. That's what it means for Paul to be part of the family of God. That's his gospel that he's preaching. And really nothing short of that new creation in Paul's mind will do. So we'll continue now with our intercession on page 590. Take a second, call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. 